Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. We appreciate your company. And don't forget to get involved via social media at Joel Fletch SEN, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Now, Brian... Good to have you back after a longish weekend for yourself, and you've been everywhere, man. Yeah, I went down the Riverina. I'm a country boy. Mm. Yep, I am a country boy. I went to Leeton, then went to Yass, and it was good. It was good. You got it good. Uh, as for me, pretty quiet, but enjoy the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And uh, for those who, who don't know, uh, those involved in rugby league throughout this arduous season, it's a bit of a rule out there where you have a very quiet, quiet weekend. They call it the calm before the storm. So... It's exactly what I did, and uh, Bear's head, Brian Fletcher, who's my stable mate here, no doubt you've done the same, Brian. I had a few beers. I did have a few beers, I won't lie. Did you? Went down the Riverina. Did you? Yes. Down to Leeton. Leeton. Then went to Yass. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. No, it was it's good. Clean. It was good. I, um, because mum's from Narendra, mm. so, but she hadn't been there for a long, long time. So I've got cousins in Leeton. Yes. So I'm semi, uh, although I... Many people think I'm an Eastern Suburbs wanker. I think I've got a bit of country in me. Yeah, you have. Yeah, a bit of Aaron Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know because you said Narendra, right? Yeah. Which tells me you're a country bumpkin. Otherwise, people would say Narendra. Narendra. Or Kanawindra. Yes, Narendra. No. You know. It was in. Uh, then we went to Yass. Yass was wild. Yeah, was it? Goodness me. <laughs> was the folk wild. wilder at Yass than they were at Leeton? Definitely. Really? Because they'd come from the races. Yeah. But it was good. It was. It was good fun. Good to be back in uh, in Sydney town. Good to uh, be back here with you guys, you fine gentlemen. El Capitano, uh, how are you? Yeah, good. I was going to have the quiet weekend, but in review, it was actually quite busy. Went to the Rugby Friday, dodged uh, Mardi Gras Saturday, and then was trying new restaurants on Sunday. I was like, what am I doing? You need kids. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Do you think you might? this might be the, the one? Possibly. Possibly, oh, yeah. It's going well. Probably. Like, like with, if you had the Manhattans on other relationships by this stage of the match, yeah. like it's it's pretty much on track for a win here. Okay. Are you longing but, kids? Like, is that something that sort of? No, I'm I'm not. Itch you need to scratch. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. uh, if, if it happens, it happens. Mm. So it just turned forty-one. So, it, you know, it's got to happen sooner ticking. rather than later. Brian, before we get to our man Gibbo, yes. I parked the car downstairs next to Jimmy Battle. Yes, and I noticed in the back of his Ute. Um, there were two baby seats. If you've got a special shout out to all those who have two baby seats in a car. Gotcha. If you've got two baby seats in the one car, you're in the eye of the storm, aren't you? Yeah. So what, what's Jimmy? He's our, just for, for the listener out there, he's our tech guru. Yes. yes. How old are his kids? Oh, I'd say they're like two and four. Oh, okay. Two and four. Seat, I thought you were going to say in the back of his ute was some illegal dumping because <laughs> I just hammered the downstairs. Oh, I'll tell you why yes. in the A grade segment because okay. I'm giving myself the A grade. Mm. It was bad. Was sag. It? Yeah, it's sag. How are you, mate? <laughs> G'day, boys. Yeah, good. Thank you. I also, Fletch, went the, um, the not-so-calm approach to a week out from the NRL season. But it's always fraught with danger when you, you start drinking at about 2 p.m. on the Saturday, which yep. it was really easy to get swept up in the hype because there was suns out. It was awesome. But when you do sort of start early, you know, 
at 7 p.m., 8 o'clock, it's, it's lights out. It's lights out early. You, you want to keep going. You want to keep going. But uh, the RSA marshals in this great city are always, <laughs> yeah, keep always pretty tough. <laughs> we need to get you – I'm telling you – we need to get you tested. I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> For what? No, no, no. <laughs> no you're, you're allergic to alcohol. Allergic to alcohol? You are def- I'm telling you, and you don't know it. You don't know it yet. I, how would I be allergic to alcohol? Because as a 26, how old are you? 27. You can't be drunk that quickly. No, from, from 2 p.m. Yeah. till 8 p.m. No, no, that's not RSA hours. stuff. That's six, but that's six hours. At 27, you should be just kicking it, like just about to launch. Uh, I've well, seen you. I've seen videos of you. I've seen yeah. you on the drink. <laughs> I, look, th- I'm just saying. No, no, I reckon yeah. you're allergic to alcohol. I don't think I'm allergic to alcohol. I, I think I think I drink quite a lot. Are you? Do you drink quickly? Yes. Okay. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Look, allergic to alcohol. How do you get tested for that? You go in and get tested. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, only for alcohol, right? No, no. They test you for dust. For they test you for everything. Yeah. Crustaceans. Yeah. So you get mm. it's GP. a little pin, little pin prick on your arm, and it's anything you want want to get tested for. Allergic to uh, alcohol. You might right, be allergic well, um, to, or maybe wheat. Wheat. Yeah, okay. No worries. Well, Fletch, I'll um I'll report back my findings. Then I can just go to the local GP down the road. No, nah, no, you need a you need a referral. Oh, okay. Oh, Is I'm that a just, dermatologist you go to? No, I think you got no I think it's just a an allergy dude. Yeah, yeah okay. Allergy dude. <laughs> I'm not too sure, but hey, Gibbo, have you kept your surfing up? Yeah, I have, Joey. Even after having a few, you sort of made yourself to get out there? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough on Sunday afternoon because I was seeing fairies and I just ended up in the water, which was good. But yeah, I went a couple of times this morning and I'm once once the uh, month ticks over, I don't have the counter on my watch. So that's what will be a bit tough. But I'm halfway through. It's fun. And I think your boy should stick with surfing. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, what is, what's was going to ask you something, Sugar? Oh, yeah, you. So you still don't have the urge yeah, to drink. So, so yesterday, um, and this is where it gets a bit hard, right? So yesterday, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday to you, Lee, my sister-in-law. So she had arranged for to go down to the Wanda Surf Club, great little venue, mm. and she had a heap of friends turn up. And that's all well and good. But it was quite warm, and you just when you're not drinking, you're far less tolerant. Of people? No, no, just <laughs> of, of the scenario. Like, like, it was hard to hear, and it was quite warm. But when you're on the sauce, play on. That yeah. doesn't matter. You don't even need to hear, you know. But when you're not drinking and it's hard to hear and it's hot, mm. it's just harder to get invested in the whole day. I agree. Do you know what I mean? I do. I'm hearing so, so that. So that's the sort of shortcomings of it, I suppose. But anyway, uh, 1300 1170 is the way to have your, say, text 0457 736. Oh, what about this, boys? Good, good show coming up. Boogie and Woogie are going to join us. In fact, it's not Boogie and Woogie. It's Boogie and Woogie. And Matt Rogers, yeah. the rat, rat man, is going to join us. And this is a really good get. And I've been following his story uh, fairly closely. Billy Dib, who's ran into hard times at the moment. Tell you what, Brian, he he has been so glass half full. Yeah, he's just taken it on with a smile. Yep. Uh, battling cancer at the moment. So we're going to catch up with Billy Dib, uh, writing a book as well as he or he has written a book. Yeah, that's right, a true heart, the fight for my life. So it's a autobiography about his life. Uh, he started off, I think he had chronic asthma as a kid. He got into boxing, the trials and tribulations of becoming a two-time world champion. And then his wife, his first wife passed away with cancer. And now he's going through a cancer battle himself, but he's still giving time back to the community. He's going out to schools. He's being a mentor for kids, setting goals, getting out there in the community. 
amazing man and a Dragons fan as well, gents. So one of the good guys out there. <laughs> Just well done, Billy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to catch up with him a little bit later on as well. So big show coming up, but you do make the show. There's A graders, there's Z graders to have your say. I'll tell you, a Z grader who I come across, and I need to find this guy's name, but it was over there. It was a post-game interview over there in the at the States. And this guy, a soccer, soccer player rather, was over in the UK, he had a chronic stutter. Yes. And so everyone thought he'd dodge the media. He took on the media, and I'll, we might get the clip a little bit later on, and this brutal stutter, stutter that he had, and he just confronted the media and completely owned it. Mm. And it was so nice to see someone do that. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people struggle with it. My, 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 um, <laughs> my late uncle... And I laugh because he was such a funny man and he had a very, very bad stutter, really, really chronic stutter. And, but he'd have fun with it, you know, and, and, uh, Darren center. So I had all the tigers over to my house one day and Darren center, who was captain of the West Tigers at the time. And he was an old butcher, uh, uncle Glenn, the late uncle Glenn, just cheer, love the bloke. And he's cooking the barbecue for me and he just wants to be part of it. You know, he's cooking the barbecue and Darren center goes over there and Darren, Darren center's over there for about an hour. So I went over there and see Uncle Glenn. I said, mate, geez, uh, you got on well with Holly. That was his nickname, Hollywood. He goes, oh, he only asked where the sauce was. <laughs> <laughs> Took him an hour to get it yeah, out. But he, was, he, he would always sort of – and he used to joke. I've told you this story before. and He used to make up this story about, you know, he, he used to be very good at sales and he'd tell his story how he got into sales. And this is my own uncle talking about himself. And he said uh, he had this great sort of um, – broke all these sales records with these encyclopedias. And I asked him, what was the sort of your, your trick to it all? And he said, I, and in his stutter, and he'd tell the story, he said, I used to go and knock on the door and say, would you like to buy these encyclopedias or would you like me to read them to you? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was the kind of bloke he was, you know. So as real Z grader, that's a Z grader. We can take yes. your A graders as well. You got a couple of A grade hats to give away, Brian? We do. Brooksy, one or two? Let's do one. Your, your mic's off. Uh, we're giving away two or one hat today? Uh, one hat today. Okay, that's fine. Just to start with, there mm. might be a two-hat week coming mm. up, though. Okay. Now, let's get it out there. Yeah, just one hat, sugar. One hat. But just, I just want to talk about the Waratahs just for a sec. You were out there. I was out there. Uh, we're on the bandwagon, aren't we? Yep. And young Jorgo just lit it, lit it up. From the get-go, there was. I was walking around the stadium, and there was at least four signs for him. Yeah. Like four signs and, and it's your debut. There was a, I think there was a family one and there was three other guys. I actually bumped into a few of his um, school friends at the pub afterwards. I just got chatting to a few guys at the Olympic mm. across the road. And it's like, yeah, we, we just can't believe his rise in the, in the last month where he was given opportunity in the trial and then he got an opportunity in the first game at Allianz and then got an opportunity at fullback when there was a substitution and he, he, he was awesome. He was, it that was great first to watch. try shows that not many yeah. players can do, not many 18 year olds could do that where he was sniffing around, got that offline and just went, that fend was. Just the balance and the way he went through. Was he playing yeah. fullback then? Was he? No, he was on the wing left to start wing, the match. Left yes. wing. Left wing. Came in. Scored his two so, tries. So he, yeah. followed the, he just followed he the followed, ball in. Yeah. Nathan Blacklock yeah. style. Yeah. Got the offload and then ta-da. And for, for, a, for a kid to, to do that, because usually – that's the that's the halfback's role, right? To get, to get the first after the line out. No, it wasn't a line out. When they had the line out, but then the, the forward went through and he just offloaded it. Yeah. Is that something that wingers do in rugby? They come flying around. Yeah, I think they try to use wingers, especially those bigger wingers, as like a hit up merchant, I suppose. But it's yeah, good to see him do that. 
did you see another player, Fletch? I told you off air, but under Nami Nadolo, he's like this Fijian winger, probably 130 kilos. He absolutely belted the living daylights out of this poor bloke. The Brumbies <laughs> essentially put a crossfield kick up. They're 5'8 to their winger. It was just out of reach of the winger, and Nadolo just comes running from like 10 metres, absolutely destroys him. The poor bloke drops a ball, and the crowd just went nuts. Right, Brooksy? Brings the crowd back. Yeah, he, every t- when he came on, and every time he touched the ball, the crowd got up. So he's the he's going to be the cult figure this year. The venue, I, I every time I go, I love it. To watch rugby there too, it's an amazing venue. That concourse is in a perfect position. The tar bar was at the end, at the northern end there. So they had a DJ that operated after. They got clearance. He started a bit late. I didn't play the song either, I heard. What? No, no, there was no Gwen. (laughs) Gwen was uh, no Gwen. (laughs) Reptile, be shattered. But yeah, they said they got 25,000 out there. It felt probably a bit under that, uh, but... I recommend if you love your rugby and you want to go watch a game out there, it's fun. And I can't wait for, I think round three, the Roosters have got the Warriors. Yep. 3 p.m. on a Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon. So I think the next few weeks, you've got a couple of A-League games. You've got the uh, Big Blue next week. You've got then, then you've got in two weeks' time this Warriors game. You've got the Waratahs back there round five. Yeah, it's rent. a great venue. We spent a shitload of money on it. Let's get out there and enjoy it. It's, it's amazing. What was the crowd like? In the sense of, were they a bit loose? Yeah, there was. was. Uh, like, there was, I'm... yeah. It it was down that end. It was a younger crowd, so it had that Leichhardt break the fence vibes oh, down yeah. there. And but I think as what well, I think I don't, I don't know if they are playing the Reds there this year, but if they if they get the Reds there, I think it's going to have a, a bit of a Origin, maybe A League sort of Sydney Derby vibe down that end. Because uh, there was a sighting there too. Uh, Storm captain was in the crowd, I noticed. Who? Christian Welsh. Oh, was oh. he? Yeah, he was in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, Because okay. it was all these young, like, 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds and stuff. Well, that... So it might have been a captain's call or something, oh, maybe yeah. for Channel 9 or I don't know. But, yeah, hmm. he popped in. I was like, oh, that's he went interesting. To univer- he went to university. He was a Queensland rugby player, wasn't he? Didn't he play schoolboys or something? I don't I should have done my research, but yeah, he was there and and you could just tell as soon as the game finished, Drew and the nine crew just went straight over to Max for an interview and I was there with a friend and I was like, you know he's had a cracking game when every, all the production teams beeline for um, Jorgo. Yeah. And yeah, what what a debut. One of the greats. Okay. That's good. Rooster Adam that. on the text line. <laughs> What's he saying? Hey, boys, the footy's about to start. Stop talking about yourselves and feeding your massive egos <laughs> and talk some footy. Mm. Is, he, is that That's a South African, Adam, isn't it? Yeah, Rooster Adam, yeah. 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 <laughs> is that another self-A-grade <laughs> nomination right Could there? Be. Could be. We might just pass that one on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pedro said you can have a couple of your ki- his kids if you want. Uh, it's all right, Pedro. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all good. What's on the show today? What else well, our doing? massive ego is going to get stuck into this, Brian. Um, <laughs> the Cygnus Boost Power Bank valued mm-hmm. at 45 bucks. That's up for grabs for the best contributor. Rooster Adam, is he in the front? Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah. I mean, we're, he's, blame. He's, a, he's a South African. Praise and blame. Get him involved. Yep. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And there is one surefire way to fire up the switchboard, Brian, and that is to mention a player going to what club? Yeah, going to the mighty red, white and blue. The The rumours are abound that Spencer Linu will – well, he's leaving Penrith. We know that. <laughs> and all you silly buggers out there are thinking, right, oh, the Roosters must be able to afford him. Well, they might be able to afford him. Jared Hargraves might be moving on. 
But I think it's a, I don't think it's a You think it's a ruse? I think it's a ruse. Mm. I think that because you never hear about when the Roosters sign players, and it's all over the media. Mm. Dom Young snuck in, bang. Brandon Smith s- snuck in. Spencer Linu just living in Bondi. On the run home with Joel and Fletch, time for a sports update. Thanks to the Sporting Globe, Rabina and Logan, your home of sport. Okie dokie, the Sporting Globe, Rabina and Logan, all sport live and loud. Download the app for what's on daily. Ah, now you got to feel for the Panthers. The Panthers are losing the big guns. So they've lost Happy Coruscant. They've lost Kickow. Mm. They're going to lose Stephen Crichton. Yes. They've lost Matty Burton the year prior, Capewell. And a long list continues. They're going to lose Spencer Lanou. Now, Penrith Panthers can confirm Spencer Lanou will depart the club following the 2023 season to join another NRL team. I love how Panthers are on the front foot with this. Hmm. So they come to an arrangement with the team. No, we can't... We can't um, meet the middle here, so let's just do this. The Panthers 4 will remain in the club for the remainder of 2023. So same situation as Crichton. Matt Cameron, the CEO of the Panthers, although it's disappointing to see a Panthers junior sign with another NRL club, we understand Spencer is a premiership winner and international player who's received external interest. He could have basically just copy-pasted what he said for <laughs> yeah. Stephen Crichton. It goes on about thanking for the efforts. So then you think straight away, you think this is a young fellow who's played 61 games for the Panthers. He's a two-time premiership winner. He's in the absolute sweet spot of his career. So who could he go to? Which sort of club could he fit into? Which sort of club would have the room to house such a man as Spence Lanou who's on the up? Oh, what about the Roosters, says Michael Shemis. Roosters set to sweep. No, I don't believe it. Because, <laughs> no, only, only for the fact. Yeah. Only for the fact Roosters uh, always pounce late. Remember how with, with Dom, our man Dom Young, it was, mm. was going to be Bunnies and Bulldogs. Roosters weren't even in the conversation. Oh, they, you, think, they, you think they like someone else to be? Correct. So they've thrown, they've thrown the burly out. I don't think we'll see Spencer at that's – my, that's my take on it. Is that right? Although Jared Ree Hargraves, would, you'd think there's rumours that he's going to finish his career in, in Super League. Mm. They might have a little bit of money left over for Spencer Linu, but – I think it, they're playing a little bit of, uh, you know, throw the, look in my eyes, look in my eyes, look in my eyes, and then bang. And then Gus comes in and grabs him. Someone will get him. Or the Roosters got their eye on someone else, and they'll get maybe Payne has. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh of course. <laughs> yeah, so if it can't be Spencer Lanou, it's got to be someone worth more. Yeah, uh, it is. Well, I, mean, too cheap. I do like, I do like uh, Spencer Lanou. He's got a, a little bit of uh, uh, aggression about him. Big boy. And he can whack in defence. If they did have him and Lodge starting front row as well, what's the number? And Cameron Sm- and um and the cheese. Sorry, at nine. What, what's the number, Brian, for Spencer Lanou that you think marketplace? Well, he's been coming off the bench. Yep, hasn't really started. He's only played sixty-one games. I would reckon four hundred. All oh, right, three fifty, four hundred. Yeah, well, that's a buy. Yeah, that's definitely a buy. Well, uh, what do you think? A big bigger money? Oh yeah, he's got the Panther premium on it. Yeah. The Premiership Panther Premium, I think. I would say around the 400 mark. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll back he gets a five plus. That's my guess, just because of the premium. Not, not at the Chooks. Because yeah. what he was playing <laughs> just under 30 minutes a game. Mm. It's amazing strike rate, six tries. Uh, he'd be up yeah. there with uh, Alex Johnson in terms of uh, tries per 80 minutes. So that might be in your stats. Try every 10 games. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly. Yeah. On tries, we haven't used this for a while. Crap stat. Can we do a crap stat, please, Gibbo? Crap stat. 
I went into full homework mode just to get my head around this season. I'm fairly... You're a crammer, though. Yeah, I'm a mad crammer. Yeah. I've always been a crammer. Always? Yeah. Yeah. Mother was a crammer. Yeah. I'm a crammer. <laughs> I'm a crammer. Um, I did some homework on the top try scorer. Yep. Who was the last top try scorer to win it and play Origin that year? In other words, you're pretty much, if you're playing Origin, based on history, you're you not winning it. it. Yeah. Uh, who didn't play Origin? No, who did? Who was the last player to oh, win the gotcha. top try scorer standalone? Yep. There has been like Michael Jennings. He shared it with two other blokes, and but but the last individual standalone top try scorer who also played Origin that year. In that year, yeah. I'm going to say Nathan Merritt. No, South Sydney. Brett Stewart. Snake. 2008. Okay. 2008. That's some time ago, isn't it? Did he play three games? Not quite sure. Okay. That's a very good question. You know, you can... 2008, Brian. So mm. so that's why the likes of, you know, Sivo, Vinavalu, um, Alex Johnson's won the last three in a row. Mm. I've gone Ronaldo, but you think he might get... Well, he plays left, yeah. He yeah. plays left. I'll tell you who's a bet, honestly, at the price. Uh, Corey Oates. Corey Oates. If you believe the Broncos will improve... I do. He scored 20 tries last year. Yeah. He scored uh, something like... Four or five doubles in the last nine weeks. And just he loves a first try. Scorer. He's a left. You, you have to go left side. Yeah, he had a good year last year, Corey yeah. Oates. We do make have a little bit of fun with Corey Oates, mm. saying his hands aren't great, yeah. hands like feet. But he aimed up last year. Well, they don't deduct you for errors, Brian. Doesn't matter. No. We just need him to score but tries. They do. They do in Supercoach, don't they? Yeah, Mike Acevo's a bet too at eighteen bucks. Like uh, he's an out and out try scorer. If he gets anywhere near back to his best and you get an 18 bucks around a bloke like Mike Acevo. Can you have a quick look? What, what's Ronaldo paying? He's about 18 bucks too. Okay. He, he's a bet. So he's a, a non-origin pl- player. So they're the types of players you're looking to. Oh, this oh, this is fantastic. Speaking about the Sharks. Sharks and the Cowboys to honour Paul Green. Round nine they meet and the player of the match will receive the Paul Green medal. Awesome. Lovely touch. Yep. Lovely touch. Uh, as we like to say, Z-grade material. Z grade is for doing good things. A grade for being a pork chop. That's most certainly Z grade from the Sharks and the Cowboys. Uh, fitting tribute to the player of the match will receive the Paul Green medal. The Sporting Globe, Rabina and Logan, your home of sport. We better take a quick break. And then on the other side of it, we need to catch up on some calls and texts. And, of course, up for grabs today, the Signet Boost Power Bank, valued at 45 bucks, and a $40 voucher to Perla Tees, premium tees without the price tag. Get Perla.com. A break it back with more. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And uh, what an inspirational chat this fellow was, Brian. Yeah, Billy Dib. He's uh, it's a, it's an amazing story. We're going to get around uh, his book, but he was such a uh, positive human going through you know an, an awful disease. Just such a an ornament for our country, Brian, for what this bloke's been through mm-hmm. and for what he continues to do. It's just baffling, really. Like this this bloke, he. Well, he's made famous for being a boxer, a two-time world champion boxer, but he's currently in the fight of his life. I'm talking about Billy Dib. Billy Dib, welcome to the run home. Hey, Don, guys. How's things? Oh, Billy, look, in comparison to what you're going through at the moment, uh, things are fantastic, mate. And I'll tell you what, every time I see you on social media, I'm absolutely blown away with the positivity in which you're taking such a, a tricky, tricky situation for yourself. And that's Probably a strange way to, to sum it up, but you're making it look that way. You're making it look, uh, you're watering it down, if you like, with your, your positivity and how you're going about it. How are you going, Billy? 
look, I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm hanging in there, you know. And at the end of the day, I just feel like it's a. Uh, I feel that God's given me a platform, and it's a responsibility for me to shed light on people because if people out there are struggling with the same illness or another illness, and they see me in a bad way, then they, then they get they think they got no hope, you know. So for me, I choose to shed light on people and. You know, I choose to smile on my social media platform just to show people that I'm doing okay. That's not to say that there's days that I don't cry and have tantrums and stuff mm. like that. I'm only human, but most of the times I'm just, um, you know, grateful and thankful to still be around. So, Billy, what's the prognosis now? Are, are you um, still getting chemo? Uh, are you in hospital or are you back home? At this stage right now, I'm, I'm back home. Um which is a total blessing, you know, because that's that's really where the healing's done, you know. Like yeah. when you speak about the healing process, the healing process is at home with your loved ones, with my wife and my son, my mother and father, my siblings, my love, my cousins, all, all that, you know. So it's like the healing process is done there. But obviously, um, when I'm in the hospital, they're administering the chemotherapy and doing all that sort of stuff. But you know, I just put a post on um, Instagram not long ago, just saying that I'm uh, I'm blessed to have gotten through four rounds of chemotherapy, which has been probably the most difficult thing that I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, and at this stage, the doctors are saying that on March 6th they're going to do a um, a PET scan, and then that PET scan will either deem me um, cancer-free and in remission, or still got it and on to the next round. But I'm very hopeful and uh, looking forward to some fantastic news from the doctors. Billy, can you tell us how it all sort of came to your knowledge that you had to tackle this beast? What happened and was there something that you know, people who are listening may need to keep an eye on or how did that all come to your knowledge? You know what? It was it was sheer accident. It was just sheer accident. I was just saying that um, uh, it was just by sheer accident that I found it. It wasn't, it wasn't um, you know, when, when I spoke to the hematologist, Dr. Um, Sanjay, he he asked me his question was mate how did you find this like well, I mean how how what what happened and I said to him I was in the gym one day and I was sparring and somebody hit me with a body shot and you know it it sort of hurt in a different way you know I've taken body shots before but like this body shot didn't wind me or anything but it caused like a really sharp pain like somebody was stabbing me in the stomach and he said to me the doctor said to me this is something that goes undetected for years he goes it's a miracle that you found it yeah. so you know it's just I guess, you know, me being in the gym and, and me getting hit in the stomach, God, God wanted me to find it, you know what I mean? And I found it. And they, when they did a, um, uh, they did a scan, um, they did a, um, ultrasound and I, sh- I sort of, um, guided the woman who was doing the ultrasound to the, to where the pain was and she located it and then basically rung the, um, the hematologist and he said, yeah, we need to put him through a scan. They put me through a scan and he woke me up and said, listen, we need to do a, we need to do an endoscopy. So I need to need you to drink this liquid. I drank the liquid and then the following morning he woke me up and said, listen, um, do you want the good news or the bad news? And I said, um, I'll take the good news first. And he goes to me, the good news is, is um, we don't operate on Sundays. He goes, but because you're calling from a friend, we're going to do it. And he goes, but the bad news is we found cancer in your colon. So, um, you know, we, we need to go in and we need to get it out quick. And, um, they basically did that, and then two weeks later, I got really sick again. And then they, um, my wife contacted the hospital, and they said, "Look, we were hoping that we didn't have to see you till Monday because I had an appointment on Monday. But this was Friday. Uh, the doctor said we've actually misdiagnosed your husband, and unfortunately, he has non-Hodgkinson Burkitt lymphoma cancer, and you got to rush him back to the hospital. So, you know, it's been it's been quite the journey. You know, what I mean, it's uh, it hasn't been easy. It's been quite difficult. It's been um, 
a lot of ups and downs, but I'm just grateful to still be here. You know, I'm still still kicking, and I'm uh, just just grateful to be in my son's life. Yeah, no, well said, Billy. Uh, Billy, this text, our text board has just lit up with, with everyone just saying um, we we call them if you you got to be a keeper, mm. which means that we you know uh, he's one to uh, to keep hold of. Billy, you just uh, an absolute uh, ornament to your family and yourself. But not only you're going through all this, you're, you're mentoring kids through schools as well. Tell us a little bit of what what are you doing there? Yeah, so you know from from a young age, I'm uh, as I said to you guys, I. I always felt that, um, you know, God give, gave me my platform and it's a responsibility upon me to give back. And so by the way that I feel I can give back is by, you know, going to schools and mentoring kids and helping them through their difficult times. And, you know, even even um, just, you know, taking a few kids under my wing and just and making sure they're okay, you know, because there's, there's so many kids out there who aren't okay. You know what I mean? Their parents are divorced. They're going through a really, really tough time. Um, and, and, and I just like to take it upon myself to try to help them and, and, and will them through and, and give them hope and let, let them know that by setting goals in their life, I, I often tell kids that there's three things. It's, it's, it's all about having a vision. When you have that vision and you're consistent in that vision, the only thing that will follow is success. And so I always try to tell kids, like, you know, set a goal, find out what it is that you want to do in your life and be very consistent in your approach. If that means needing to study hard or what that means training hard or whatever it is that you're doing work extremely hard because at the end of it, you're only going to see success. So, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in, um, uh, you know, in going to schools and, and, and really um, uh, shedding light and, and, and telling people about my journey and, and letting them know that, you know, I was told by teachers that I'd never make it, mm. but I did, I made it. And, um, and if I can do it, you can do it. I'm no better than you. You know, we got two legs, two arms. We both got two eyes. You know, like if I can do it, you can do it. You just gotta have that will to will to and desire to, to succeed. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch, and we welcomed another participant to the run home family, didn't we, Brian? Great debut. Yeah, Matthew the Rat Rogers. He just, he just, I love him. Plus, Matt the Rat Rogers. Matt Rogers joins us here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Matthew. Hey boys, how are you? Oh, Rat, I love your voice, Rat. How's it going? <laughs> how's it, how... Mate, I'm in here. I'm in here with Ultimate Professionals. I'm in here with Sats. Yeah, he's just he's Woogie's not here. Ship. Woogie's not here. Oh, at the moment, so... do you know where he is? Do you want to know where he is? Delivering yes. pizza. He said, "Don't <laughs> tell anyone where I'm going to be today." He gets his teeth whitened once every six <laughs> oh, months. Oh no! Does he? I tell he's you, he's tell, him, be there. tell him he should do it monthly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, speaking about getting out, I look. I love you. Rat, I love you, Scotty Sattler. I yeah. am disappointed not to have Woogie here, but if you dare say to me mm. that Daddy Vass is not there, I'm out. Is Daddy so you've Vass heard there? about Daddy Vass? Yeah. I think, I think Rooster, Rooster Mungrel would have told you about Daddy Vass. So don't – so Cohen is our new Jack. He's our, yeah. he's our new producer. He's our new Where's Jack? Lo- Jack was a bit of a Derek, was he? <laughs> Jack's gone <laughs> – he's gone around – the Jack, world, hasn't he? Yeah, he's going to Ireland. He's an Irish kid, and he's uh, looks like Harry Potter. And he's going to Ireland, so mm. he's um he's gone to Ireland. And Cohen's his <laughs> his replacement. And so we got we discovered last week that and we don't know how we discovered it, but uh, his TikTok handle is Daddy Vass. <laughs> so Who's... can I please introduce Cohen? Cohen, g'day boys, how are we? Ah, uh, Cohen. Uh, that's uh, look, I love a man on TikTok, but what does Daddy Vass mean? Oh, I'm not going to explain it because you boys are absolutely going to rip me to shreds. But um, no, we won't. We no, it's me. Won't. It's me boys group chat name, and I was uh, me boys, me boys. <laughs> me boys. <laughs> Let's just say I was a senior student at uni, 
and all the young fellas just called me dad. And that's where it came from. But um, the Brizzy producer stitched me up and he told the boys. Yeah, Daddy Vass. Daddy Vass. So there's not much content content on there, boys. How many, how many, so how many followers have you got, Daddy? Oh, like 33. 33. Might have a few more after yeah, this with a exactly. name like that. Daddy Vass. <laughs> Daddy Vass. Are you on, uh, Rad, are you, are you on TikTok? I, I I think I am. Yeah. I, I can't be sure. Yeah. I just, my, my Your daughter kids, hasn't set yeah, up for you? Yeah, I think she did. Mm. I think I'm on there, but I just, I mean, I, I like Instagram. Yes, and, I, and I'm a bit of Facebook. Mm. Um, I don't tweet much. Oh, I'm on Twitter, but um, yeah, TikTok is just probably one. What do you call it, Sugar and, and Fletchy Boy? When you when you're on Twitter, but you don't post anything, you just you just look. You're a voyeur. Yeah, voyeur. <laughs> is that what it is? Voyeur. Yeah, yeah. A bit like you, Sats, in the old days at uh, <laughs> Santa Fe. <laughs> When you when you said oh, I'm going to go into the DJ box, yeah, that's not a DJ box. That's the lap, that's the lap dance area. Hey, uh, hey, rap. We have this thing on a Monday. We call it uh, Monday A grade. So basically, for pork right. chops. And, and speaking mm. of social media, this is one of my A grades. I meant to mention earlier, boys. Couples who just continually share their love for one another. They're probably sitting next to each other as they oh, do it. And the birthday go. Is that an A grade? Thank God, sugar. I don't know. Yes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we do this. Yes. We have Brooksy, a new, is we have, Brooksy, we have, Brooksy we have a new guest. We have a, oh, okay. not a guest, we have a, we have a new member of the team. Yep. Have we vetted this? Maybe Rat is one of these people. Oh. Well, well just explain. Please explain what you mean. Like, go Sats. So, go Sats. Okay. So, um, okay, my nephew. Right. Got in, he got engaged. He's in Canada at the moment. Yep. He got engaged to his. Lovely. To his Beautiful. lovely. Yeah. Congratulations. This is the one I want to spend the rest of my life to. And she answers back to him. Yes. Love you always. Yeah. Well, they're sitting next to each other. Oh, 100%. On the, oh, on the, on the, on the post, chat. Yeah. On the chat. Yeah, come yeah. on. A-grades. Hang on. Rat, you, don't, you and Chloe text. don't do this sort of stuff? <laughs> no, mate. Okay, well, let's rip in. Play on. Um, <laughs> no. I don't like the birthday one. Oh, happy birthday to my beautiful so-and-so. And then he or she will reply, in, yeah, four, in four posts later, yes, oh, I love you too and thank you very much. What about when your child is having, like your adult child is having a birthday and the line is, I love the person that you've grown into? Oh, yeah. You don't really, like... No, well, you don't. You don't really love the, you, your adult. You want child. them out of your house as quick as possible, <laughs> correct? And if you're okay. in the house, pay board. <laughs> yes, uh, and on time. Uh, uh, James on the line. James on the line. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. James thoughts. You have proven yourself to be a complete dead shit. With that <laughs> <laughs> right. That's heavy. Oh, that's no, James, heavy. I think you've read hey, the wrong uh, program. Brad, now, Brad, now we have a, a, a bona fide rugby. Legend. Yes. Uh, right. Thoughts on the Waratahs and thoughts on Max Jorgo? Oh, I, I look, it's great. I mean, uh, I know that there were some league, club, league clubs, you know, going, up, going after him, one being the Roosters. Jorgo's uh, young bloke. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I know that, you know, there were plenty of league clubs that were very interested in him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Waratahs and Australian Rugby did a great job in securing his services and Look, I, I think um, they need to do more of that, Australian rugby. Uh, they need to, you know, dig into the, the schoolboy ranks and, you know, try to get these young players before the NRL clubs, you know, sign them up. I mean, the, the GPS rugby system is just a breeding ground for NRL stars. It is. <laughs> really, it's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's right under the AU. They do it right under the AU's nose. And you know what the most ridiculous thing about it is the AU do nothing about it. Or Rugby Australia do so nothing So if you had a player it. that's at a rugby school under scholarship mm. and they sign with a rugby league team, they should wipe the scholarship. No, the rugby schools don't care. They're there to win premierships for the school. Yeah. They don't care. They're not connected to Rugby Australia. But they've got these professional wow. programs where, you know, the players come out of these programs in GPS systems ready to go. Mm. And 
you know, Rugby Australia just sits there and goes, oh, yeah, we like those players. We'll wait till they finish school and we'll see if we can sign them. Mm. <laughs> it's just the worst management of junior fo- junior rugby, the, or junior league, rugby, whatever, uh, in the country. It's it's horrendous, and that's why we're in a situation where we're in. Well, hang on. Oh, here Uh-oh. we go. There's a fax. Sorry. So, Rat, I've got to... Um, I've got to stop here. We get a, a fax here. So I've got right. to tell our new listeners and, of course, new talent. So I've been getting a fax here for two two years, and it's a we think it's a – well, basically it's an advice fax, a, a column that used to be here. I think it must have been around the 2G uh, – 2CH. 2CH, not yeah. 2GB. They're still going. <laughs> Anywho, it's Dear Jared. I need to find out who this Dear Jared is. I'm a 23-year-old guy and have always enjoyed cross-dressing. I love the way it feels next to my skin. So sexy. I don't have a job, so I can't afford to buy my own stuff, and I don't have any sisters. My mother doesn't wear anything alluring, but I've got a few younger neighbours, and they like the satin and silk underwear. When they go to work, I sneak into their gardens and take things off the line, but I'm worried I'll get caught. Should I keep doing this, Jared? Uh, what do you think, guys? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Well, would you, does, <laughs> have you ever worn Chloe's underwear or not? <laughs> no, no? Like, okay. No, right. no, I haven't. I can. This is categor- the stuff you got. This is the stuff you got to get used to. From I, I, I can. I, I can. <laughs> I categorically say that I have never worn my wife's underwear. No, no. but there's. I mean, when well, we were I, kids, snow dropping was a big was a big thing. Did snow you know, dropping? What's a snow heard? drop? Snow, talk to me. Snow talk dropping. You go. You go through someone's house and still there. Bordies. It was an old go. Off the clothesline, you mean. Off the clothesline. It's called yeah. snow dropping. Oh, you've, never oh, yeah, yeah. you've never heard of never this? Never heard term? of it. I did a bit of that when I was about 12 years old at Lennox Head. That's right. Caravan Park, yeah. in school holidays. And you had the pump, and didn't he? Did, chopping, yeah. chopping hoses up. I know, I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> Orchie bottle. <laughs> <laughs> hose shrank by about four inches every <laughs> week. <laughs> garden, garden hoses. So what's your advice, Rat, to, to this gentleman? Because... I've never really – we don't really get around the advice. There's no, no. Jared here. Does a Jared work for SEN? I don't know. Mm. Um, but <laughs> we need to, I think, get back oh, look, to this I, guy. I, I think Jared just needs to do whatever makes him feel comfortable as long as he's not hurting anybody else in the process. No, no, yep. Jared – I don't think Jared's this man. <laughs> J- Jared's, Jared's the guy that gives advice, and we don't know where this Jared is. Oh, right. So I'm, giving, so I'm, I'm being the Jared. Yes. Yep. You're right. Jared. Yeah, okay. I don't know any Jareds, but I'd um, imagine there are Jareds out there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, Derek. Funnily enough, they're the same person. <laughs> there, there, is, there is an elephant in the room uh, here. Yeah. And correct me if I'm right here, Sats. Yeah. Uh, do, do you not wear – you don't mind the, the female underwear, is that right? Me? My – Fat ass wouldn't fit in female yeah, but underwear. Haven't you mentioned no, previously, the, correct me if I'm right, that you have worn female <laughs> underwear? Yeah, I have before. I don't know why. I can't remember. But Can you, you said re- it was quite comfortable. Very comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just Very by, comfortable. Was it just by mistake? It was by necessity. Oh, okay. Because right. yeah. you had no clean Reggies or well, was, I had none an on and then I had to wear some. So a, a pair were borrowed to me and... Well, hang on. Why did borrowed. you had none on? Yeah, I can understand you had nothing on. But <laughs> well, why you did borrowed, you need some? You borrowed in a the woman's situation underwear. I was in, it was going to it was going to be revealing. Yeah, I know. So, but what situation were you in that you needed to take I, your pants off? <laughs> no, because when I sit down, things can drop out. So uh, okay, did you have a pair of stubbies on? Well, yeah, no. A pair of footy shorts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, where where were you? 
Just I was getting a photo taken. In shorts, sitting yes. down. Yes. And what was the photo taken for, for a local rag? Well, yes, it was for, like, publication. People magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have footy shorts on? <laughs> You'd be a good investigator, you would be. No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm a detective. I had, footy, I had footy He's shorts relentless. on. Yeah, I you did. had footy shorts on yep. and you had to pose squatting down. Yep. And Thank you, you. Yeah, sort of one knee. You know, like the old. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sort of nearly one knee down but not really. Poses that the cameraman used to make you do. Yeah. Like holding the footy and. Yeah, no yeah. crap photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones, yeah. And, so and, and who's, something could have dropped out. And, yeah, understand. I, I, look, mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this. Yep. But whose undies did you wear? Was it the photographers or? No, no. There was a lady that worked in the footy office. And, and wow. she took her off. She, she had a pair that she had on that <laughs> that morning. Yeah. And I borrowed them for the photo and then obviously didn't give them back. I just kept them and put them in my top drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but why did wow. she? Did she have a spare pair of undies? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Why? Well, she'd been to the gym in the morning. And, oh, wow. Oh, oh, so they used. So they were sweaty. dirty. Yeah, they were used. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, where else but Queensland? You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, right. Why didn't you just stand up with the photo? And if you knew the photo was coming, why didn't you prepare? Well, I didn't know the photo was coming. That's the thing. So I was some... sort of I was thrust upon me. Right. Hey, actually, I'm just watching on the screen now, Brian. Some mm. of your interviews coming up um, with is it Hindy's Hole? Uh yes. Yeah, so we've stitched yep. Hindy because Hindy's gone the Maldives for ten days. Yep. So he basically so, so you're interviewing had, all the players like he did last year. Yeah, there was the rub down. There's the yeah. rub down where Hindy and I were, were giving him a massage, but then the other players, Hindy was away. So we, we, we made a set and it was this we were in Hindy's house. It was all full Any of Any standouts? What, some standouts? Uh, yes, Reese Walsh. Didn't really? Yeah, oh really? He's very, very Does he get good. lost in his eyes? It's his eyebrows. It's oh, the whole wow. thing. It goes yeah. eyebrows, pupils. Eyelashes. Yeah. It's the whole package. Mm. The whole mm. thing. Hey, boys, we've got to go. Uh, oh, time yes, flies so when you're having fun. Uh, Brian, Rugby League Week ratings for the Rat on debut with us today. Eight and a half. Eight and yeah, a half. That's yeah. fair. Oh, I appreciate fair. that, boys. Put a little bit of rugby mm. twist on it. Yeah, because you're, you're a rah-rah man now. A heavy rah-rah man. Mm. I'm all over the Waratahs now. Oh, oh yeah. we've got their yeah. song too. Julie so International. Rat, We've got the. I, uh, I don't even know the song when I played from. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, they've changed it. Uh, oh, right. It's a new yeah, song. DC. So, yeah. this is the new song. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time a rat, a dual international, has heard the Waratahs' new song. See you later, Rats. See you, lads. <laughs> see you, Sats. See you, Daddy Vass. We'll catch you next time. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Plenty more still to come.